Hi everyone, and welcome to the Fansplainers. My name is David Dedrick. And I'm Ian Boothby. And this week, uh, to celebrate the arrival of Lent and Ash Wednesday, we decided we were going to do a retro Splainers this week, and we're going to look at Evil Dead 2, the fantastic uh, Sam Raimi film from sometime in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, it was. that's right. It was sometime in the 80s. I was going to say, yeah, we usually do a deep dive on these uh, on these things, and uh, not knowing the date that it... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 1987. 1987. Wow, right. I thought it was a little earlier than that. And again, that's yes, amazing. that's that is that is the bit. I know you're going like, hey, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> wasn't Ash Wednesday like weeks ago? And it's like, yes, but no. that's when we were... No, it's this week. Planning on... What? It is? Okay. It was on Wednesday. Yeah, but not when people are listening to this. Oh, I see what you're saying. See, they live in the future. Uh, they live we live in the, in the future. past we where live we're in recording the past, this, yeah. and hence the thing and what have you. So because... Yeah. Oh, boy. There's nothing like a joke that you explained <laughs> to death, huh? Anyway, the lead character's name is Ash. Hey, you get it? Also, coincidentally, mm. it is one of my favorite films. Yeah, I would put it up there for myself as well. It's a, All right. It's a great mix of two genres I love, which is horror and comedy. And uh, I think it's an... Also, a pretty great example of uh, independent cinema of that time period as well, because uh, it was pretty much funded by the filmmakers, and there wasn't a lot of money, and they suffered for their art, suffered extremely. I have I have a, the ja- I have a Japanese laser disc of this film, and um, what's interesting about it is that it's not properly cropped for the actual for how it was shown in cinemas. Okay. So instead of having like black bars, they just left them off for whatever reason. So you're seeing more of the more of the image, but it's not more of the image that the director wanted you to see. Oh, so that's quite often, yeah, there's like a scene where Ted Raimi, the brother of of Sam Raimi, is dressed as the mother character, the grotesque, you know, undead mother yes. character, and she's flying around in the room or he is flying around in the room in the suit of this character. And and then you see this stream of sweat come pouring out of the costume, which wouldn't have been visible in the theatrical version because it was it was blocked by the the bands or the screen cut it off. But uh, in this version, you can see like where he's tipped enough that the costume tips, and it's so hot, and they've been working so hard that this sweat just pours out of the costume. <laughs> it's really great, and you realize when you see that, you go, "Oh, they suffered. They suffered for for our fun." It is nice that the family worked together. It's like if. Uh uh, and Ted Raimi has had his own career and has mm-hmm. been in many, many things. But yep. if there's a Sam Raimi thing, odds are Ted will be there. Yes. Much like Ron Howard and... Clint Howard. Clint Howard, except yeah. Ron does not make Clint uh, dress in a gigantic suit and sweat himself almost to death. <laughs> uh, Sam Raimi no. had a nice sense of sadism with both uh, his brother and with Bruce Campbell. In, Bru- uh, in Bruce Campbell, film. who's in this film, yeah, and plays Ash. The... Right. And who, who basically, it, it's very close to being a one-man show. Mm-hmm. Like Bruce Campbell, you know, aside of course from the director, uh, you know carries the carries the film. I think if so. If you don't yeah. buy Bruce Campbell, you will not uh, enjoy this movie whatsoever. Sure. And uh, if you do, you'll understand why Bruce Campbell has been so popular for decades. Yeah, yeah. He's you know he's kind of a limited actor, but I think he's a very charming actor. And I feel like 
either he got typecast by this film and had trouble escaping that typecasting, or maybe he's just from a wrong time movie you know film time like he just couldn't quite he was sort of out of step with what movies were looking for from a from a leading man or a character actor because it seems to me like you know he had an okay career but you know there's a lot of consistently he's worked consistently but there's a lot of films on his on his uh, resume that are you know kind of like evil dead or Evil Dead 2, where right. he's just kind of... He was kinda... also in the Hudsucker Proxy and did a nice sure, job. Sure. But then again, that's a but man he's... out of time thing. He did Briscoe County, which again is a or man, man out, of out of time. Literally a man out of yeah, time yeah. Uh, thing. And, but he uh, also uh, had many, many seasons on Burn Notice and mm-hmm. a little spin-off of that as that's well. That's right. As, you know, Sam Axe, I think his name was on that show. And yeah, he did a great, great job. But, but um, yeah, that was a... That seemed to be a part that where they kind of realized, and he was also, you know, he produced and also appeared on uh, Xena Warrior Princess. Sure, He's many a trickster times, yeah. character on that. Uh, King of Thieves. Mm-hmm. And you know, and of course, he's great in uh, Bubba Hotep as as the possibly Elvis in that in that film. And if you uh, played a Spider-Man video game, uh, you probably had him <laughs> telling you how to do it and leading you through sarcastically the, uh, okay. the instruction uh, scenes. Yeah, sure, a sure. very very charming person who's uh, written uh, a couple of books. Mm-hmm. Uh, if chins could kill, I think is something like that. Yeah, some some along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's written uh, books books about his career that are very tongue in cheek mm-hmm. as well, and mm-hmm. is always a charming presence at the Comic Con circuit. Yeah. So, uh, just about two weeks ago, I was uh, doing. Doing a signing at uh, uh, Van uh, Vancouver Fan Expo, and he was directly uh, across. Oh, really? From there, yeah. Oh, wow, wow. Did you wave? Uh, no, he was busy uh, Bruce Campbelling it up. <laughs> well, that's it's funny that you say Bruce Campbelling it up because yeah, at some point in his career, I'm not too sure where he his character Ash as a character became Bruce Campbell's character, and maybe it's My Name Is Bruce, the film where. He plays himself, in the, but he plays like okay. a version of himself in the film. But he plays a sort of Ash version of himself as a, ca- a coward. He could have, yeah, and a blowhard. Would have very like he's not quite Kevin Smith, but if he, he's that type of fellow, where there was a, there's a really hardcore fan base which will go see yeah. anything that he does. Yeah, and uh, but I think uh, I think uh, Bruce Campbell has had a little bit more range than Kevin Smith, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I feel like. Um, even the character of Ash changed, like very much. If so. we think He's about very different in each of the, mm-hmm. there's a trilogy, yeah, and then there's a TV series that followed afterwards, and he's very different in all of them. I'd say he's closest character. to his character in the Army of Darkness in the TV series, which is sort of as a cowardly blowhard, which he's not in the first film. The first film, of course, is Evil Dead, which was done straight. It's a straight horror film. It was made to spec, basically. They you know, the group of them, a group of friends, including uh, Sam Raimi and, and Bruce Campbell, who had grown up together, had been friends together, and then their friend Robert Tappert, who acted as producer in the film. They The original film being called Within the Woods. Within the Woods, is that right? Yeah. It's not called Evil Dead. The original one was a 30-minute Super 8 version. Oh, I see. Called Within the Woods, and that was used to attract to investors. To attract investors, cool. And so, yeah, and so, you know, but when they made the film, they had to make it to a certain criteria which was the drive-in criteria of that time that you needed to have you know this amount of nudity you had to have a rape scene you had to have a certain amount of violence and so the movie which kind is of actually a very yeah that's a very like i know you're saying that very quickly that's mm. that's something that is worth kind of bringing up is sure. when you watch movies of that era yeah you will see a rape scene in there mm-hmm. which you know it, nowadays is what what's that yeah, what is this, there? What is and it's and, and and quite often the yeah. scene doesn't 
jibe with the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. It's very out of place. Yeah. Aside yeah. from just being, you know, disturbing on its own, uh, on its, uh, its own, uh, you know, level. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was because it was mandated. Yes. By, That's such a strange by, thing. Uh, I don't know if it was a particular quirk of the, of the, drive-in movie distributor or if it was actually like something that did attract local yokels out to the movies to see some a uh, woman in distress yeah and that was somehow attractive i, I don't really know my I mean, assumption would be this sure and it's and this is the like again this gets into dark areas but like they want to have a sex scene mm-hmm. but if they have a sex scene that's consensual then it's pornography but if they have a sent a sex scene where someone is uh, viol- violated, yeah. well, then that's uh, that's uh, drama and horror sure. and it's something else. But it's not dirty. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just part of it. So, yeah, like, yeah. if you're watching Psycho and there's a woman having a shower, well, there's nothing sexy about that. Mm-hmm. It's just a naked lady in a shower, but she's going to be killed. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, this isn't a dirty movie by any means. And there's, it's odd that that would be the the worst thing of the two. Yeah, there's a few different cultural streams there. One is well, one is that Last House on the Left the Wes Craven film was an incredible success for very little money. And it, involved, it had a rape sequence in it. And I wonder if that kind of cued people to the idea that, oh, in order to have a biggest success as this, you've got to have this in it. Also, at that time, good girls didn't have sex. So the only way you could have sex in a film and still be a good girl right. is if it's non-consensual. Yeah. And so there's a bit of titillation. And then you have the revenge element too, yeah. as well. So something like I Spit on Your Grave, for instance, where you have the titillation of the rape sequence, and then you have the revenge element to it. So, you know, those are different sort of streams, and it's hard to parse out exactly where it all falls. But, you know, what I think is clever is in Evil Dead, what Sam Raimi decided to do was to have the rape sequence done by a tree. So rather than have it done as a person or whatever, he had it as a supernatural event in the film, which kind of, even though it's weird... And still feels kind of strange, even in a horror movie like Evil Dead. It at least isn't gross and weird. Like this, it feels like it's part of the haunting of the movie. It's a surreal, bizarre yeah, thing yeah. that could not happen in real life. And it's more suggested than it's shown. Yeah. So it's you know it's still obviously. Luck, but they but, uh, yeah know. they mentioned in the commentary how uh, they lose about half of the audience uh, with uh, with one scene and here it is and then they show it like, a, and there we go. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, in modern times, and, you know, obviously, you don't want to cut your film up because, you know, you just kind of have to take the cultural part of a movie as the that yeah, time period. That it know. was that it was a mandatory thing is so strange to me. It, it and, is, I would, and I would be very curious as to when that ended. Yeah, yeah, you know? I would too. I mean, it definitely continued on, not in the drive through thing, but in, uh, in, in, you know, a Charles Bronson movie, A Death Wish or something. You would have, you know, any any kind of revenge thing sure. would be like there would be a sexual violation mm-hmm. that would motivate. Yeah. Then the, uh, you know, well, the hero. That's still a, to that's go still on. a drive-in movie in in a sense. I think it's still an exploitation film. Okay. That would have fallen into the kind of drive-in. I wasn't sure if that was past the era that we're talking. No, about. no, it's mid seventies. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I'm just sort of laughing to myself because I'm thinking about the time I, I went to drive-in up north and they're showing. Uh, the Four Seasons, the Ellen Alda film, and the Nine to Five, which seems like so not uh, drive-in material. You no, know? like that's it was all just films with numbers in them. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That was their theme that week. Um, so, so yeah. So, so they made this film. They made it cheaply and quickly. They used a lot of fun tricks because uh, Sam Raimi, the director, was also a, a amateur musician, musician, magician, 
as a as when he was growing up, and so he was able to trans uh, transport a lot of the the tricks and stuff that he would he would use into the film. For, so, for instance, when characters were floating in the air, they were actually being lifted by a seesaw, like a lever behind them that oh, was neat. lifting them up. So it always occurred in front of a window because then they could have something coming through the window and lifting the, the actor up into the air, and just things like that. So it saved on you know, and also. You know, there's a lot of stuff like the fantastic um, shaky cam, as it was as it was dubbed, which was to attach a camera to a small wooden stretcher, so two ca- two operators could carry it along the ground and have an effect of of a spirit moving along through the swamp. But it's just a camera attached to a board. And if you watch Blood Simple, there's a wonderful scene in the opening of the film where the camera zooms along the bar and there's a barfly asleep on the bar, and it comes along and it goes over top of them and carries on. And the first time I saw that. Because my experience of how cameras dolly is you have a track. That's correct. Yeah. And I was like confused how they, how the track was able to go over top of this person. And then, and then I was watching a, an American Masters talking about independent film in, in the eighties. And of course it had the Coen brothers in this and, and Sam Raimi as well. And they were showing the Coen brothers were talking about how they had worked on Evil right. Dead and they borrowed this device for Blood Simple. And it's a very simple thing to do. And so there's a lot of very interesting tricks that were used because, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. And they also use it in Raising Arizona. There's a scene where they go up. Yeah. You're going up to a house and then up a ladder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. So yeah. Like they couldn't afford a steady cam. They couldn't afford a crane. They couldn't afford. You know, all these sort of things that are like, even like dolly track and stuff like that was beyond their means. So how are we going to have the camera travel? Well, we'll just put it on a board and that'll work. And as long as you are keeping it, the focus within a certain area, you're okay. So you're not too worried about, so you have like a, you know, a particular lens on the camera to l- allow for a kind of j- a universal focus. And then you just <laughs> go move along. And there's some other great, you know, there's some other great sequences. So when they made that, after they made that film, they, you know, they were happy and unhappy with that film. And you can hear when they say, this is where we lose a percentage of our audience, you know, that they yeah. kind of felt like it wasn't entirely their film, which was true. They didn't own that movie. So when they wanted to do a remake, they couldn't use footage from the first film to, to kind of recap for the next which film. Which was kind of a blessing. Which is kind of, yeah, kind of a blessing in a way. Because you it, can remake it better than it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so when we come to Evil Dead 2, it's sort of a weird situation where you get this very quick, and not very accurate version of the first film because they cut out a lot of the actors and so you don't need all that stuff. It works. It works to have four people in the first film, but you don't need them in the when you do a recap. You just got to get to the the heart of it. And because uh, basically, what Evil Dead Two is about, can we? I guess we can spoil Evil Dead. Is that okay? Sure, I would say so. So Evil Dead ends with we think that Ash has escaped. He's the the lone survivor of right. of this of this you know uh, of a group of friends who arrive at a cabin. It's they insanely listen to some sort of foreign, weird book of the dead being translated on, on a, a tape on a reel to reel, and, and then all hell breaks loose, uh, literally. And then um, reciting passages from Necronomicon ex mortis. That's right. That's yeah. right. And then, and so at the end of the film, Ash is the the lone survivor. But as he thinks he's, you know, he thinks he survived. He turns, and then the camera zooms up towards him, obviously shaky cam, holding it again, and uh, and then it kind of blacks out there, and you assume that's the end of Ash for that film. It kind of ends with a with a trick fooled you kind of ending. You thought he escaped? No, he didn't. Right? Uh, how seventies? You know, yeah, to end which is a, an ending that I don't like in movies. End yes. on a downer. I don't yeah. mind in that movie because I feel like I feel like the movie kind of earns it. You know, like it does set up a pretty impossible situation for everyone to escape, and to have one person escape kind of feels like a cheat anyway. So. I kind of feel like it's fairly accurate or fairly like it's a, it's a, 
it's not like it doesn't feel like they cheated to have that ending like just kind of like haha you thought you're gonna escape um but yeah so the next film basically the idea is to recap it so that we can arrive at that scene and then the rest of the film is what happened after that which i, I think is great so um it's it is kind of fun like because that movie does end on a bit of a cliffhanger in a way so what happened next it's 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 great that they were able to like do that but also um because they were funding the movie themselves they kind of did their own thing they did they made it the way they wanted to make it which wasn't as a drive-in horror movie but as a kind of a gross-out comedy horror movie well it reminds me uh, i think we've talked about this before and uh, on our other podcast sneaky dragon how i think terminator worked because it changed genres and i think alien uh the series worked for the first two films because mm-hmm. they changed genres yeah so terminator was kind of a almost uh jason-esque you know, a film where there's an unstoppable monster that's after a woman and then she ends up beating the monster and there you go. Yeah. So you can't really do that for the second movie. So they actually change genres and make it an action movie, a yeah. sci-fi action movie. And with Alien, Alien was basically a haunted house movie, but on a uh, spaceship. And then again, they make it an action movie and add a little more comedy to it. Uh, so James people, Cameron really had a one note as a sequel. Uh, to yeah. which That's w- why there's never been a sequel to Titanic. This is, the, this is I think, yeah, <laughs> true. The, the, the problem then, of course, is when you get the third and the fourth movies what do you do do you mm-hmm. mix it up again and it's yeah. like they didn't really mix it up again mm-hmm. they tried to continue and then do it as a murder mystery whereas i think the evil dead series yeah. does change the genres oh, yeah. every time oh for sure so it's much more it's much more successful you you end up uh carrying on elements that you like but you don't judge it against the previous movies as much because it's it's definitely its own thing sure and it, each film has it has a reason in it for the for them to do it again you know, like we're revisiting this again, but why are we? You know, because we because we want you know we want to do a comedy because we want to do a tribute to Ray Harryhausen. You know, for the Army of Darkness, it just feels like there's various reasons why they're doing each of these films, and they all have their own kind of feeling to them. You know, like to me, Army of Darkness very very much feels like a like in a kind of effects driven film from the '60s of that mm-hmm. time period. Whether it's the miniature the, the actors' miniature characters or using like the the Ray Harryhausen stop motion. Yeah, there's animation. direct, there's direct, uh, you know, references to Ben Hur. Sure, you sure. know, it's very also very Planet of the Apes. Then of course it's you know it's it's a King Arthur uh, film as well. But sure. then again, Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, it has Ray that kind of feeling of well. Sinbad it's, and all those sort of yeah, films of like that. Yeah. It, it makes you it makes you remember the things you liked about those kind of old timey mm-hmm, movies. Mm-hmm. Um, why do why in general uh, or like I I assume you like this film. In fact, I know that you like this film. <laughs> yeah, since I dragged you to watch it one time. Yeah, I, I saw both the movies uh both evil dead and evil dead 2 actually i saw army of darkness first then i saw really? yeah that i saw that one i thought i saw that first and so i did i wasn't familiar with the okay. ash character at oh, all okay. okay but i did enjoy it on its own yeah and then uh because i was i'm not a horror movie fan and that yeah. looked like an action movie okay yeah yeah so i was not as big a fan of the first evil dead movie because that to me was a more traditional horror movie yeah with all the things that i don't like about a horror movie which <laughs> is uh sadism yeah. uh an unstoppable monster uh and then an ending where if basically here's my my thing if at the end of the movie if they'd done nothing and the ending would have been the same yeah why did you waste my time yeah that's what i feel like mm. you know there was no point in fighting against whatever this force was yeah because it was going to win the whole time, you never had a chance, and that's the end of it. But yeah, sure. And, and then it's just cleverness throughout. So you know, it's what bores me about uh, like a uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, Four, Five, Six, or Seven. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. um, but what I liked about Evil Dead Two was normally the most interesting thing in a horror movie is the monster. Yeah. 
and you're just kind of killing time until the monster shows up and then does something monstery. And in this case, it was actually the victim that was the more interesting thing. Yeah. The monster is, is, is so generic that you don't even see it. Yeah. Maybe you do at the end, you see like a giant face, but that's yeah, it. Yeah. Or you see it possessing people and that's fine. But it's never more interesting than the lead. Yeah. Like the lead, uh, just in the kitchen, uh, fighting his own hand. Yeah. Is more interesting, really, than a grotesque monster attacking sure, him. Sure. And so, and so, I really, I really enjoyed that. I was like, oh no, I, I actually really now care about uh, the victim in this, and mm-hmm. so it made it su- such a better, a better movie. And then the ending, I never saw coming, really, even though I knew, <laughs> I knew, you know, the sequel. Yeah. It still was like, well, that's just bananas. Yeah. Where you're going, yeah. I don't expect that at all. No. Yeah. So it was just clever thing after clever hmm. thing and a very charming uh, lead. That's interesting. Yeah, I saw them one, two, three. So I saw them as as. I didn't see them as they're released. I guess I saw. I saw. Where did you see uh, Evil Dead for the first time? Like on VHS? I saw it in the theater. You saw it in the theater. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what age were you then? Were you a teenager? It was eighty-seven. So I would have been. I guess I was maybe. You'd have been on nineteen eight, or twenty. Eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, around there. Yeah, yeah. But I see. I like horror movies, so you know, I would be more. Evil Dead. I saw on video, and that really, I thought that was. A, it's a very scary film. Like, it's a very effective horror movie, Evil Dead. Oh, sorry, Dead, that was what I was asking you. Where did you see Evil Dead? Oh, Evil Dead I saw on video. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I saw that on video. Yeah, I rented that on video because I, cause I like horror movies, and I just thought it looked good. And I think, yeah, I, yeah I'm pretty sure. I'm, I might have been, I might have seen that American, no, that was in the 90s that I saw that. So, no, I saw, I saw um, yeah, I rented it from the video store after I was there at the video store for two hours, of course. Trying to decide on a movie. Sure, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. And then... Uh, it was like, for those of you that are uh, younger, uh, it's like uh, on Netflix where you're scrolling. Yeah. You physically have to go there. <laughs> and the scrolling is you walking up and down the aisles. Yeah, yeah. Until you just see like a cover that you like. And like, that's fine. Sure. Good you're like, enough. You're like, oh, Manimal? Yeah. Oh, no, then you pick up a big pack of M&Ms and get Beast, out of there. Oh, Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Oh, that sounds great. Gotta take that home. I want to see John Amos in a thong. And this is probably my best chance to see that. <laughs> is he in a thong in Beastmaster? Oh, is he ever. I don't remember yeah. that. If you, if you were waiting, watching, watching Good Times, going, when's he going to put on a thong? This was this was the uh, what you were missing. <laughs> so, yeah, I rented uh, Evil Dead, the first one, and I found it very frightening. I thought it was a very scary film. And I think it's very effective. Because and, and, it's... Because you, I know like what you're saying there, but, you know, a movie like that, it's it has no... It seems to follow no rules. So you never, you just didn't know what was coming on. There are some tropes to it, of course, but, but it just felt like it just kind of did its own thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, the having to go downstairs, you know, where you know that the monstrous mom, mother character is in there. And just all, all that stuff is just really, just was really effective, I thought. And so when Evil Dead 2 came out, I was, I was, uh, really wanted to see it. So I went and I did, I went and saw it. But of course, in those days, when you saw a movie in the theater, that was it. Was gone forever. Mm-hmm. They would burn the theater to the ground. And yeah. Run. But then a, f- a friend of ours got had it on Laserdisc, so I really wanted you to see it. And so I dragged you over to, to David M's house and made you watch it. <laughs> and you were, you were really excited by it, which I always like when you see a movie and you're really excited by it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's have, do you want to just go through the film? Sure, let's go through the film. Right, yeah. Let's do that. We've given uh, our impressions. I'm going to say, like, uh, you know. Uh, we'll get into the uh, aftermath of uh, what what happened with uh, the movie after after we're, we're done with that aftermath because uh, aftermath indeed. Uh, so it's it's called Evil Dead Two, but it's also called Dead by Dawn. That's right, Evil Dead Two, Dead by Dawn, uh, and uh, you know, nice poster of a skull looking at you. <laughs> uh, that doesn't really which really matter. has anything to do with the movie at all. 
No, well, also the uh, the, the the poster for Evil Dead itself also doesn't. Yeah, really. you're it's right. Like yeah, a yeah. woman kind of coming out of the ground. Yeah, like well, that doesn't. That's not really. What mm, to... No, there's a bit of that. In there. A little bit, but not. Yeah. It's not really the main part of the film. No, and yeah. and no way, shape, or form. So here's what I here's where it got me. Like, uh, was it starts off with Ash describing what happened in the last film. Yeah, with animation. With the Book of the Dead flying around, yeah, you yeah. see a sea of blood, yeah, and it just gets on with it immediately, <laughs> yeah, right? It's true, yeah, like most horror movies, most movies, well, most movies, but I'll go like most horror movies will will start off with you know let's just see the characters doing something normal. Well, you can go one or two ways. You either go with we're going to show you something horrific, like the first person killed by the creature, yeah, you know, uh, or it's a Jaws type situation. We're going to go for a swim. Monster kills us. Now we get it. Now let's slow it way down. Slow yeah. it, slow it way, 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 way down. <laughs> and now we're gonna see the person going to work. We're gonna see him going to school. We're gonna see a lot of slow stuff. And yeah. this movie just went. We're not gonna waste your time. <laughs> here's what. Here's the deal. Mm. Uh, it's, the monsters come from this. The Book of the Dead. Here's uh, here's the blood. Uh, and now we're gonna really sum up the last movie as quickly as possible and as an exciting as way as possible. And so fast that there's no time to just go, huh? And and uh, ending with the camera uh, whipping up uh, to 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 Ash yeah. and going right in his mouth, yeah, yeah, where the last movie basically ended. That's right. Then there's like a little black spot where it just like goes dark for a second, and now we're into it. Yeah, and we're just fully into it, and you see Ash whipping through the woods, spinning around, hitting trees, screaming. Yeah. And it was just so fantastic. Like, yeah. That was is the best start I have seen to a horror movie. Best start start I've seen to an action movie. Yeah. And it yeah. might be one of the best start, starts I've ever seen to any movie. It's yeah. just like gets you right in there immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It uh, definitely shows you what you're in for. <laughs> right. Which and he goes whipping uh, through the woods, then hits a tree, mm. nice nice impact, and then falls face first into some water. Yeah. And is in that water for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. To where you're just worried for the actor, even <laughs> though you know he's an actor. It's like, yeah. how is he holding his breath that long? Sam Raimi's off camera saying, not yet, not yet, not yet. And then he just keeps <laughs> blowing the bubbles out. And I, I, I mean, yet. maybe there's a tube or something yeah, down there. Yeah, must have had that. Who knows? Not yet. But just <laughs> such a great start to the film. The pacing, yeah. the pacing is beautiful. And... What's interesting, of course, is that he he comes out of the water as a deadite, yes, as someone who's been possessed by the the evil. And it's evil dirty dead. water too; it's muddy, yeah, it's filthy gross. water. And yeah. he comes out with his eyes open and yeah. he's got contact lenses in. And it's just like it's so disturbing. The first film they used a, an existing cabin that they found as a as a locale. For this film, they rebuilt it. Sure, they rebuilt it because the original one they didn't have access to. So a lot of the scenes of the cabin on the outside and stuff like that are they're around the street book cabin. And then I think they did their interiors in a school gymnasium, mm. a local school gymnasium for a lot of the interiors. Yeah. So it was just it was done very much cheaply. Very this movie is also very cheap. But, you know, like as we say, it's the the cheapness is what makes it so astounding. Because the effects are amazing. Like the scene your of limits a- are your strength. Yeah, like Ash going so they obviously have him on a car or some sort of a a, a, a trailer or something like that being pulled th- through the trees and he's on some sort of spinning device that's being controlled and it's just he's just harnessed up and he's just spinning on this the thing and screaming yeah. and screaming and it's just but it works so it works so well now this uh, is pre-cgi this is pre 
You know? Oh, absolutely. So you know he's really it's practical. The woods. Yeah. It's really, it's practical and again, you've never seen anything. Here's here's another <laughs> thing that I go with in a movie. It's like, have I seen this before? Mm. It might be a better version of what I've seen before. I've seen a car chase before, and this is either better or worse. Yeah. I've seen someone being stalked uh, you know, in a house with a guy with a knife, better or worse. I've never seen a guy whipping through the woods, <laughs> spinning around, hitting trees. Yeah, yeah. Never seen that. So I'm on board. The <laughs> things that you learn in the opening are he and his friends went through, uh, went, went, uh, for a, a trip to the cabin like, in the for woods. For a getaway. Uh, everyone got killed, including his girlfriend who was possessed. He had to decapitate her. He had a barrier in the front, in the front yard. Yeah. And then the, yeah, the, the force came for him. Yeah. And so that's where we are starting off. Yeah. So yeah, he's possessed. And, uh, what a start. It is a great start. It starts start. with him completely screwed. <laughs> What are you going to do? It starts with him at the worst place you could be. Yeah, yeah, you're possessed by a demon. So somehow he 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 clears his... It's the sun. The sun, that's right. Okay, the sun comes up, so it's morning. Yeah. And so basically the idea his is like... His eyes clear, and it's a nice effect of his eyes mm-hmm. clearing. So I guess the idea is that he wasn't wholly possessed yet, so he's able to like somehow come out from under it. Well, now, I think here's your problem. Okay. You're trying to get some logic into this. You're right. I am. I'm, and we don't need that. That is one thing. <laughs> this has, there's no, it's, hey, vampires, they're weak against sunshine. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, silver hurts them and they can't look in a mirror and what have you. Well, how do the deadites work? Eh. It's true. You're right. Because you feel like it's just random. It's random. It's so random. Yeah. yeah. So he's possessed. And like normally when you're possessed, you're possessed forever. Sure. People don't lose the demon, but he Need, somehow loses the demon. They, they needed to make a movie. So you're thinking like, is he going to be possessed? Late? Is he still possessed? Forget it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Just we're moving on to the next scene. Go, moving go, go, on. go, go. So I. The, the answer to all these questions is why? Because the movie has to sure, move on. That's right. That's yeah. fine. I shouldn't try and explain it. You're right. So anyway, right. he's he's now dispossessed. He's dispossessed. Yes. He's been kicked out of his house. That's right. And so he's got to live in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> so I, I think, I guess in a panic, he jumps into his car. That's right. And begins, and does he drive backwards through I the woods? I think so, yeah, because I think the force is still trying to uh, to get him. So he gets, yeah, he gets to the bridge that led to the cabin in the yeah. woods, but it's uh, it's been destroyed. It's been destroyed and it's bent up like a hand kind of arching over him, this this gnarled hand reaching reaching towards him right and you get this great sequence of him and it's some for oh that's right no because he gets knocked out again right because by the time he gets to the bridge it's nighttime i think that was just because the sky turned to night immediately so the, the whatever oh, this demonic okay. force can mm, change time mm. and like now it's day now it's night because the scene where he's going backwards is now because he's standing at the bridge and the force comes up along the the, sure. The ravine wall or whatever. If it comes I'm remembering up over this it. correctly, yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's loses the demon because it's daytime. Yeah, he thinks he's safe, but no, it almost immediately becomes night again. Oh, get into the car. No, no. When he no? when he gets when he gets when he gets dispossessed, yeah, he faints, and when he wakes up, he's like, I gotta get uh, out of here. There we go. He gets in the car. He drives to the bridge. Discovers the bridge is wrecked. We're doing a bit of this from memory. Folks. Yeah, because I've only seen the movie a hundred times, but yeah. it's fine. So then. And then when he's standing there, like, ah, this isn't, you know, and he's like being that big dramatic, ah, you, you, the sun is starting to set. And then the force starts to come up towards him and he sees it. We don't see it, but he sees it. Yeah. He knows it's there. Then he gets into his car, the classic uh, Sam Raimi, 19, whatever, 19, Which something other. Every one of his movies, except for The Quick and the Dead. Which, yeah. But there's a picture of it on the wall. And a, no, it's not. So then uh, in the garage, when they go to get the blacksmith off, he has like a the calendar with it on. 
Is there? No, I'm oh, just kidding. All right. <laughs> so then, so then he drives backward. He drives in reverse back towards the cabin. Yes, there we go. Runs into the cabin. Then they have that fantastic sequence where he's running through the rooms, through the walls, not through literally through the walls, but kind of between the walls. There's these sort of weird passageways. Yeah. In the cabin to try and get away from this force. And again, you're like, how big is this cabin? Does this cabin make any sense? And so our point of view as is as the evil entity. So yeah. we're following Ash as he's trying to run through the house, and then we. He disappears, and then we're like <laughs> looking for him as the evil entity, but he's gone. We don't know where he's gone, and so then it just sort of it sort of reverses out of the cabin angrily, and then he he comes out of his hiding spot, whatever yeah. wherever it was. Now, at what point does his girlfriend's head show up? Um, that comes late. Well, that comes later because he has the scene where yeah he's sitting in the rocking chair, right, and then he falls asleep. Right, and doesn't he have like a dream? Yeah, there's a fantasy sequence. This fantasy sequence with a stop motion animation of her, her headless corpse coming out of the, or her, she yeah. comes out of the grave and she has her head, but and she's, she's using her head as kind of a ballet dance. But it's sort of like a balloon because her head is like she's using it as like a ball. She's like rolling it down her arms and popping it back That's in correct. place. And yeah, now here's the thing: the first time I ever saw anything Evil Deadish was uh, Siskel and Ebert. Okay, and it was uh, where. Um, Roger Ebert was uh, singing the praises of this movie. Okay. Which was a surprise because normally when it was a slasher type movie, they, yeah. you know, have a good time taking it, a- sure. taking it apart. They had a whole episode. As a slasher would. Yeah. They had a whole episode denouncing slasher flicks. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. They praised Halloween because uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis's ca- character in Halloween was a brave girl who a- proactively fought and, you know, attempted to survive. Whereas the other films were just. Dis- like titillation with murder in them and the characters were merely stooges set up to die and they felt that was really misogynistic yeah this which film, was a really this kind of has forward... uh, a lot of stooges stuff in but three stooges stuff yeah in. yeah so yes he is looking out the window and it is a very nice uh, animated scene of her sure, dancing with sure. her head rolling back and forth <laughs> and yeah it ends up with uh with her biting his hand yeah her head falls into his lap yeah and uh, yeah, it does a nice uh, laughing, laughing yeah, at him. Yeah. Oh man, it's just such good scenes. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, bites bites his hand. Yeah. And uh, which does infect infect his hand. He take, but later. he comes running out of the cabin with her, her attached off. to his hand, He's smashing the head against yeah. the walls. Takes uh, goes to the shed. Yep. Uh, puts the head in the vice. Yeah. Uh, where it uh, it does the. Um, Deadite, they're called deadites. Sure. They're not zombies, they're yeah. deadites. Yeah. It does the deadite trick of, uh, of changing back to normal. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and trying to get a little bit of sympathy. Just trying to plead, plead with him. Ash. And then he gets a chainsaw, mm-hmm. as one does. And w- while simultaneously crying and screaming, <laughs> he proceeds to, uh, chainsaw the head. Well, you have you have the scene where her body comes in. Oh, that's holding right. the chainsaw. Oh, that's I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm really getting mixed up here. Which is quite, which is a fantastic scene as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, attacking him, yes, to yeah. fight that off, and then yes, does uh, have to cut cut his uh, girlfriend's yeah. head with a chainsaw. It's an interesting film. The interesting thing about parts of this film is sometimes the blood is red, sometimes the blood is black. Is that because you were limited with the amount of red I, blood? I you wonder were if I wonder if there was some, the MPAA had a had a ruling on how much. They were allowed to show of, of actual blood, and so as a deadite, it was probably easier to show it as a as a black goop rather than as a yeah. red. And we again, we do not have straight out rules as to how to kill a deadite. No, you know. So uh, thinking that he's burying her head with her body separately that should that should do it, but didn't do it. Yeah. So we had to cut the cut the head up. 
Yeah. Does that do it? Uh, who the heck knows? Maybe. Sure. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Um, so he goes back. Uh, he goes back to the cabin. Mm-hmm. And we have a nice scene there where he uh, ends up in a fight with his hand, which is now possessed. It's beautiful. Yeah, you see uh, it, uh, little kind of black veins crawl sure. up the hand. Again, yeah. it's just just, just a basic animation. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing super fancy. It's just, yeah, the and simplest special effects. And it's so simple, it's so creepy. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's his hand fighting himself. And it's it's just great slapstick. It's great, it's great physical slaps- business. Yeah. At one point, yeah. he grabs his hair and forces himself to do a flip, yeah. which is a very impressive flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, smashing dishes on his head. Yeah, and uh, oh, it's just it's just great. He's, they basically filmed the movie in in order for whatever reason. Like, so the scenes were done in sequence. They didn't, and so he was working out to get in shape for the film as they were making it. And he actually got in better and better shape as the movie was going on, so he could do more and more like kind of uh, interesting physical stuff. So things that he couldn't do at the beginning of the movie, he was able to do in the middle of the film because he'd just gotten he'd gotten that much more in better shape. So yeah, that flip is very impressive, and it really does. It also works too with the amount of damage that he's taking throughout mm-hmm. makeup wise. Yeah, so yeah, it just, yeah. It keeps building and building. Sure, and yeah, as someone who loves slapstick. Uh, silent comedy and stuff like that. I'm not a huge Stooges fan, uh, but I do love slapstick comedy, and I just think I think like, that whole missed, sequence. Uh, there's a certain there's a certain era where people like the Stooges, mm. and we were just after. We were just but after. If there's it, guys yeah. who are like, uh, and I'm five saying, years I'm older than us. Guys, but if there are guys <laughs> who are like, yeah, five years older than us, mm. love them. I guess it was on television, and they just watched it. You know, it was like on. On, at after school or whatever, and so it was just like a regular thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's because of this. Uh, we had more options. Like by the time, by the uh, by okay. the you know, uh, sitcoms were a bit better. We had more access to things, uh, more channels maybe. Mm. Uh, but back then, you know, you had the Stooges or I don't know, maybe some old Marx Brothers might be playing, but the yeah. Stooges. Had a lot of episodes mm. and so a lot of shorts, so you can yeah. watch a lot of those things. Whereas the, the Marx Brothers, you'd have to watch an entire movie, and they have a song in the middle of it, and <laughs> what have you. Uh, but the Stooges were just—they're showing up. Yeah, uh, they're going to cause some chaos, and we're out in five minutes or whatever. Yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, which was perfect for you know kids back then. Yeah, but, and uh, and then o- you recreate it with your brother and uh, really hurt him and poke <laughs> his eyes out. <laughs> and yeah, obviously Sam Raimi. They love the uh, they love the the Stooges. In fact, the the Deadite characters um, were called Shemps. So that as a reference based to, on based on the the Stooges Stooges character, who yeah, Shemp Howard, uh, yeah, uh, Curly. Curly, the original Curly, yeah. And so yeah, so the he uh, yeah they're fan. And so there's a certain amount of like punishment of the actors in this film. So the especially especially um, Sam Raimi's friend Bruce Campbell, you know. So he took no. There's no opportunity to torment his actor pass by in this film. Yeah, or it's any not of those a films. million miles away from the cast of Jackass. <laughs> it really is. So, so, you know, Bruce Campbell was given this amount of dishes to smash over his head, and he was expected to smash that many dishes on his head. Now, were they actual dishes? They were breakaway dishes, good, but that's they good still, yeah, right. they still, I mean, they still have to hit you in the head to break away, mm-hmm. though. So when you hit yourself with 12 or, or more of those, you're going to start. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever uh, had one of those black 
uh, not black away, breakaway bottles. Uh, hit, hit you no, no, I haven't. Uh, first of all, it's tough to get that because they're they're more expensive than you expect. Them okay, to be. okay. They're also heftier than you expect mm, them to be. You think it'll sure. be? Oh, this is gonna be fun. Just a little, <laughs> and you go like, oh, okay. That's. I mean, it's not. As bad. It's not a bottle. Obviously. It's not a it's bottle. It's not a but bottle, yeah, but it's not yeah. not a bottle either. Yeah, yeah, You're feeling yeah, it. Yeah. 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 I just like just imagine if I just came up to you with a good sizable uh icicle. Sure. Like a good sized icicle and just kapow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it would break. It would mm-hmm. not cut your head open, but uh it would be something. Yeah, it's kinda like the the um spring loaded knife that is often like referred to as being used in movies and stuff like that, which is not true. They usually use nope. rubber ones because yeah. they, those are actually still dangerous. Those ones. And sometimes they don't go in. They sometimes don't go in. Or they, even if they don't go in, they'll still prick the skin because sure will, yeah. you're having to use the force of your blow to, to you know, have it retract into the handle. So, yeah. So anyway, so, yes. So Bruce Campbell does a fantastic sequence where he um, is trying to fight his own hand and his hand is also fighting him. And so his hand is. I would say the be- it's the best scene in the movie. It's, I would say it was yeah. the, it's the most. Uh, it's not my. It's not if my. Go, if you go like, mm-hmm. what's what's the scene in the movie that like sums sums up what the movie's like? I yeah. would say it was. It's probably that. That's pretty good. I have a another favorite scene later in is the film. Is it coming up? Okay. Yeah. Yes, it's coming up. But yeah, so he then he successful his hand he his hand knocks him unconscious, and then Bruce Campbell does this fantastic thing of where he's the hand is dragging him along the floor oh, towards so a good. knife. Yeah. And he's, of course, he's pretending to be unconscious, and his hand is working. And it is clearly people pushing him behind. He's not just physically moving himself yeah, with just yeah. his fingers, but yes. It's great. And then, out of nowhere, he stabs his own hand with a knife. Which is enough. You would think, that's it. That's it. That's good. That's fine. Nope. You've he's, killed the hand. you got to get rid of it. What? He's got to get rid of it. So, hand. luckily, there's a chainsaw nearby. Because he has a chainsaw. And so, he... What's that? Because he's got the chainsaw from killing his girlfriend. Yeah. And For so, the second time. and so he uh, he cuts off his own hand, and uh, while saying "Who's laughing now?" Yeah, over and over again, and it's just so great, so so it's so uh, insane and maniacal and just yeah. so grim and great and great because his actual red blood spraying into his face, and uh, probably Sam Raimi spraying the blood into Bruce Campbell's face. So yeah, they cut the he cuts the hand off. And then the hand, almost becoming like a spider, yeah. runs, and uh, Bruce grabs the, uh, I'm saying Bruce, Ash. Ash grabs uh, a shotgun. Grabs a shotgun and is shooting at the at the hand, but the hand's, uh, you know, of, avoiding him and mm-hmm. runs into a mouse hole. A straight-out cartoon mouse hole that, yeah, that, yeah. that Jerry should be living into. <laughs> yes, now, while taunting him as well. Do we at that? It point, gives him gives him the finger. Yeah, it does give him the finger. Again, it's all it's all played for for comedy. Yeah, which you would think would undercut the horror, but it doesn't. It doesn't because it's this relief from the horror. Yeah, yeah. Now this is not where we have the uh, the hole in the wall that like sprays out, or oh, is it? I love the sequence. Is, is it? That's what it is because he's shooting in the wall. That's to, what I thought. To get, yeah. to get to hit the hand, and he, he goes, he hears it, and he goes up to the the hole. And then suddenly this huge geyser of blood comes pouring out into his face. And uh, it's great. Yeah. it's uh, If you've seen the first Nightmare on Elm Street, it seems like the brother or sister to that geyser. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, I think those are the only two movies I can think of that have geyser of blood. But it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Though the I Shining would, is more, of a, more a, of a waterfall of blood. I would so. see a movie called Geyser of Blood. Would you? As well, if anyone decides to... Uh, <laughs> to go that way. That. But yeah, the, uh, the hand gets away. Sure. So you're like, well, all right. Uh, that's where we are, and that's uh, probably the end of the movie, I suppose. Nope, 
here's what happens now. Here comes the plot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it really kind of kicks in. The first half of the film is basically Bruce Campbell acting by himself as a in a, a kind of siege mentality yeah. inside a cabin. And there's and he's got cabin fever. Yeah. Is, and then because we have this wonderful sequence now where. Sam Raimi used a wide-angle lens, but use it for close-up, so you get this weird flattening effect of all the of all the uh, things that. And so Bruce Campbell, at this moment, loses his mind entirely. Yes, and starts laughing, and everything around him. Well, first things start laughing around him, like yeah, the moose head starts moose laughing, head there, yeah. and the, a little kind of desk lamp is laughing, yeah, and it's Flexo. A, a little, it's the first appearance by Flexo. That's right. And or is it Lexo? It's Lexo. Sorry, Lexo. The Lexo is Lexo the uh, lamp. Bender's evil twin in uh, Futurama. <laughs> Sorry, Lexo, Lexo the lamp from the Pixar, and uh, and so yeah, they're laughing just and then rocking back and forth, just yeah. laughing us out of ah ha 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 ha. And that could be the end of the movie. Sure. That could be the end of the movie. Sure. He's gone crazy. Yeah, the cabin has claimed him. Yeah, he's now part of the cabin. Because we've been talking a lot about Bruce Campbell. And Ash, but we've been leaving out part of the film as we've been discussing it. Right. In which the is set up. We learned. Uh, there was a professor. That's right. And his wife, who, uh, you know, uh, translated from the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the Book of the Dead, which was bound in human flesh and written yes. in blood. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think you'd keep the ink that long of, <laughs> with that. That's not a good way to write stuff down. Sure. Um, only, uh, you can only do kiss comics like that. That's, 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 that's true. Or, no, I was thinking like, what's, was Squadron Supreme? No, Squadron Supreme had the ashes of the edit, editor in it. In it. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, he read uh, read these passages out loud, and it raised the raised the dead. Yes, uh, and uh, and that's what summoned these uh, spirits uh, originally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, his uh, daughter shows up. So his daughter. Yeah. So we cut to his daughter arriving at an airfield. Annie uh, Noby. Annie Noby. So she's arriving at uh, at an airfield where she's yes. being driven to. Where I guess she's she's driving with another guy. Yeah, Ed Getley. They're driving to Annie the cabin because they're going there to meet her father. And they have some more, uh, some more information that they've found at the site. They've been digging up this. Right. Area. This is this is the professor's cabin. He's That's an arche- he's an archaeologist, and so they've been. He was d- digging in some area, uh, some some. I can't remember what the city was called now. I don't think it really matters. It doesn't really matter anyway. And that's where they found the Necronomicon. And she has some more information. She's coming there to the cabin to to give to him. Right. Unaware that. Of the terrible things that have befallen and everyone, the help of a couple of locals uh, called Bobby Joe and uh, Jake. Yes, because when they as they're as they're driving, they arrive to find the bridges down, and so uh, Jake and Bobby Joe, Jake mostly, sees this as a way to finagle a bunch of money out of them. He'll guide them an alternate route to get to the cabin that will go, kind of work around the fact that the bridge is out. So we then cut to uh, Bruce Campbell in the midst of his psychotic breakdown laughing with all the furniture in the cabin laughing his head off and then there's a sound at the door and he turns and he fires a shotgun right through the door hitting i think he hits uh, bobby joe or does he hit jake oh that's a good question i'm not quite sure i think it's i think it's bobby joe yeah i think it is bobby joe yeah and who, who and then but he doesn't know that he just shoots through the door yeah and then he kind of goes to the door to look outside and then we get this great sudden like onrush of people just grabbing him and throwing him to the ground because as far as they're concerned he's an insane murderer yeah they knock him out with a gun the butt of the gun yeah that's yeah right. yeah that's right because he's an insane murderer who has who has killed annie's parents you know he's covered in blood the cabin is a, is a mess you know and obviously he has a shotgun so so then we uh yeah 
So then I guess um, I don't know what happens then. I can't remember. Sorry. Oh, sure. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so I'll just I'll just go from the Wikipedia. Yeah, entry. please go from Let's the Wikipedia. This will refresh our memories. That's right. Uh, the four new arrivals meet Ash at the cabin and listen to a recording of uh, of uh, Nobi. Yeah. Detailing how his wife Henrietta was possessed by the Kandarian demon. That's it. The city of Kandar. To, that's right, where they're forcing, forcing him to kill her. Yeah. Uh, what was his wife's name? Sorry. What's that? What was the wife's name again? The wife's name was Henrietta. Henrietta. I was trying to think of that name. I knew it was like an old-fashioned name. All the names name. here are great. Like, if you want a couple of hicks, Jake and Bobby Joe, that's yeah. uh, oh, so so good. That's that's perfect. <laughs> and, of course, Annie is a perfect yeah. name as yeah. well. Oh, it's, all, it's all great. And Ash is a great name. And uh, and Ed shows up, so he becomes like the evil Ed later on. Mm. That's right. Uh, so uh, they find... Uh, they Took find, me a second to get that They joke. find uh, her mom, uh, now a deadite, in the cabin's root cellar. Yeah. And it attacks and possesses Ed, uh, but Ash uh, Ash is able to uh, kind of come to and uh, dismembers him uh, with an axe. <laughs> so good for him. Bobby Joe tries to escape, but is attacked by demon trees. So we this get this is our scene. Yeah, we get a repeat of the, but it's not quite as once again not as explicit as in the original yeah. uh, one. It's just yeah, this is the rape scene we were talking about. In uh, this in this sequence, it's played more for for. Uh, actor torment rather than for because it you know she gets caught by the vines and then and dragged dragged. through the woods and stuff like that this actress i hope she read the script before she agreed to do this part right and again yeah the, the sexual assault part does not hold up well but the uh but the dragging through the woods is good because yeah. we have already had ash mm-hmm. kind of uh go through he's been smacked around by trees already so yeah. it feels like okay that's this is this is all fair yeah this is all fair fair and good and she is uh she is dragged to her uh to her death by the trees and and it's a very good aside from but the <laughs> trees coming to life is a good creepy yeah. scene yeah and yeah they just just it's it's very very simple but again very very effective yeah just some very simple stop motion animation and then just some practical things of just you know a i guess a truck winch just pulling pulling yeah. her through this whole thing ash <laughs> is trying to convince them you know of what's going on and yeah. they're not believing him. They're not believing him. So they lock him downstairs. Yes, which is uh the worst place <laughs> you could possibly uh do. Yeah. What uh yeah, uh Annie is, uh, is translating uh the pages, translates yeah. uh, two of them before Jake turns on them and throws the pages into the cellar. Uh uh holding them at gunpoint uh, to force them to go look for Bobby Joe. Yeah. 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 Uh and uh, there, this is when uh, Ash gets possessed once again. So you're not sure if like Ash was possessed the whole time, and yeah. this, the demon's been inside him, and he's just coming coming out, yeah. or if he's freshly possessed. Or <laughs> again, we do not know how any of this. Uh, no, it's not. We're, the The rules are not clear to us. It's like Australian uh, football. Yeah, and because we have, um, because we uh, like, I knew that there were sequels to this, so I knew Ash survived. Yeah, but at this point. Th- what normally happens in a horror movie is whoever is the final person to survive gets yeah. killed in the next movie usually. Mm. So the the one girl that like survives Jason, the next movie gets killed by Jason, mm. or uh, Freddy Krueger gets killed by Freddy Krueger in the next, yeah, yeah. which I don't, which I don't much care for. Uh, so at this point, hey man, it's fate. You, you, yeah, you're going like, okay, Ash is possessed. I guess, I guess Annie. And, uh, you know, is she's the, she's the lead now. Yeah. She's going to survive all this. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm all on board with her. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to have to at some point kill Ash. Ash has clearly had a great scene. We don't yeah. really actually need more of Ash. Yeah. You know, so uh, so we're all right. So it, felt, it really did up the stakes for him. Yeah. 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 And he's, he uses the 
the necklace that he gave his girlfriend, right? As a that's right. That was a thing. Like uh, he gave his uh, girlfriend a necklace when they came to the cabin. Yeah, and so it's a very tender thing. And then they he also played a song for her on the piano. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's I guess that's what that's the song she's dancing to. I guess in his yes. dream. Yeah, I would I would think so as well. Yeah. So Ash is possessed once again and turns on his remaining companions, incapacitating Jake. Okay. Uh, Annie retreats to the cabin and accidentally stabs Jake. Mistaking him for the possessed Ash. Okay. Yeah. Uh, drags him to the cellar door uh, where he's killed by Henrietta in a gory bloodbath. This is, uh, again, this is not, uh, this is another one of those blood, infinite yeah. amount of blood situations. Yeah, yeah. Which you would yeah. think like, well, we can't do this a second time because we've had it the first yeah, time, yeah. but it's still, uh, it's still it's so does work. It's so great. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's so over the top that... It both kind of heightens the horror and kind of undercuts the horror at the same time. This is so much. They're like, well, this is just crazy. It can only get crazier. But at the same time, it's like so unreal that you're, you're not like super affected by it. I know they've done, uh, Evil Dead live. Okay. And I'm wondering how they pulled this off hmm. in that. I know that they have a thing where if you're in the first three rows, you're probably going to get spotted. Oh, is that right? Yes. Cool. Cool. It's uh, Gallagher I, rules. I imagine there's a lot of misdirection. Probably, but yeah. it is such a contained environment that mm. I can see how you would be able to do it on stage. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you do the being dragged by the trees, though. I'd be curious to see what they do. And I think actually it's a musical, too, so who the heck knows? <laughs> anyway, so he's, yeah, he's uh, killed by Henrietta in a gory bloodbath. Uh, and then uh, Dead Eyed Ash pops up, uh, possessed, tries to kill Annie. But yeah, as you said, returns to his normal self when he sees his girlfriend Linda's neck. Yeah, because we were kind of missing now. Okay, so I guess we kind of missed a little bit. Because, All right, hit me with it. Because, okay, so Ash gets locked in the, the downstairs, and they're listening to the professor on the, the machine. That's right. And he's talking about how Henrietta turned. Yeah. And he had to kill her. And buried her, her in, in the, the root cellar. And buried the root. Whip down to the floor and yeah. see that, like, she's coming out of the Yeah, the, the hand cellar. is there. And, and, and Ash, Ash is trying, like, let me like, out, let me out, out here, let me out. Let me out. Yeah. And they're like, no, no. And then they uh, finally do let him out, and then he... As he comes out, he stomps down on the door and it pops her eyeball out, which flies across the room into Bobby Joe's mouth. That's right. That's why she runs out of the out of the cabin in absolute terror. There we go. Because it's so horrifying and I don't blame her. She just goes running out. It reminds me of this story I once heard of this guy who started his own um, human body removal company. Like, so if someone dies, you know, they have to have someone right. come and clean up. He do it with up. their permission. You have he to... wouldn't just go and go. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, he, so the fir- very first time he did it, he'd never done it before. He had to go to this, uh, it was an apartment building for, for seniors, and he had to go, and this person had died in their bed. Oh, dear. And it was a water bed. Yes. So, and they'd going. been about three days in the bed, and so sure. a lot of bodily fluids had gone down into the seams of the bed. Yeah. And so they thought it would be a good idea to, like, lift up this liner. And <laughs> so ha- yeah. so he's with his sister-in-law. Sure. He talked to his sister-in-law into coming and helping him. Okay, I'm going to be over here while you tell this story. <laughs> And so... Take a as, few breaths. As they lifted up the liner, sure. this liquid yep. comes pouring out and landed onto his sister-in-law's foot. Right. And she was so horrified, she went running out and jumped off the balcony of the apartment without even looking. Yeah. She was so horrified. And fortunately, there was a pool down below which she landed in. Yep. But she didn't even know that the pool was there when she jumped. Sure, she sure, was just sure. so horrified. She jumped off this third story of this uh, apartment. Oh, Probably it's not a, the best job for her. It's a good story. He got more professional as he went. Good. <laughs> so anyway, I guess let's go back. Had to clean the pool. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we have Ash turning back to normal after seeing his uh, girlfriend's uh, necklace. Yeah. And at this point, 
Ash is all on board with like just defeating these things. Like Ash yeah. is now going to be Ash for the rest of the movie for the most part. Yeah. Like Ash, Ash is not, we're not worried about Ash turning. Yeah. Uh, this is where we have the scene where he goes to the woodshed. Yeah. Takes the he says, he goes, he says, woodshed. woodshed. Oh, no, it's, that's maybe earlier when he gets, no, no, I guess he doesn't. Yes, woodshed no, then, this yeah. is it. Okay. Woodshed. Yeah. And this is where he, uh, he attaches the chainsaw to his stump mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. has the famous line. Groovy. Yes. So good. So good. And this is, this is the thing. It's one of those situations where the victim is more interesting than the monster. And now <laughs> yeah. the victim is way more interesting than the monster. Yeah. Yeah. And the victim in this has all the characteristics of a monster. You know, he's got a chainsaw for a hand. Yeah, yeah. That is a horror. You're the yeah. villain in a movie if you've got a chainsaw for a hand. Yeah. The hero doesn't have a chainsaw for a hand in mm. any way. Yeah. The hero isn't a coward. Yeah. The hero isn't, you know, scared all the time. <laughs> he's got none of the her- heroic things. He's yeah. just been pushed against the wall to the point where he kind of snaps yeah. and yeah. Uh, now he's going to fight back. So he's got the chain, the chainsaw attached to his stump. He's and then the he shotgun. has the shotgun in a kind of a a back holster and of course he's got a little uh thing on his on his there's like a you know a strap across his chest a bandolier kind of thing and that but he's got he has a little hook on that so he can he can put the uh chainsaw cord into it and pull it without having to use his other hand which is uh, really great very smart yeah it makes for good cosplay later when you want to dress up sure yeah Yeah, it's such a great iconic look Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like there's never a point in, say, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre where any of the people in it are more interesting than Leatherface. Yeah. You yeah. Know? They're just victims. They're, they're not just victims. They're no not one, there to be interesting. They had though. a little bit of that in Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, where it was like a, a team of them had some sort of psychic powers and they would go into dreams and would try to get Freddy. And it was like, oh, they're almost like a, a fighting team together, but never that interesting. Freddy's yeah. still the more interesting. Yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of like any other horror movie where, the who who the you know victim becomes more interesting like in aliens yeah. uh you know uh in the movie alien the alien is definitely more interesting than anyone in the ship yeah but by the time you get to aliens yeah uh when ripley's you know in the giant machine by the end oh no this she is <laughs> infinitely more interesting than the alien she's going up to kill yeah i'm on, i'm on board with this let's uh sure you know, here we here we go it's pretty much i'd say pretty even between the queen the queen alien, the alien queen, and then and her. But yeah, no, you're right. It's pretty rare that uh, film. Most of the time, the characters are are there as victims. And this film, its charm lies in its its characters' unwillingness to be victims. At least this character, who has not only fights back against becoming a deadite, but fights back against the deadites, you know, himself. And so Annie, I guess she has a she has a a magical dagger. That can help them fight this, this, the evil dead, stop this yeah. thing from happening. And so, but to do that, they have to open up a, a, a vortex, right? Of some sort. They have to open up a door, a doorway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which again makes you think she's going to be the lone survivor because mm. she's got the weapon. Yeah. So she's definitely the hero. Yeah. Annie is the hero. Yeah. Ash is a fun character. We've got sure. to the side. He's a goof. He's just a, he's a, he's a goof. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's, everything is sort of changing here. Uh, Ash, uh, finds the missing pages of the Necronomicon. He goes down into the cellar. cellar. And, it's a great, uh, another great sequence. Yeah. And then Henrietta, we, we see Henrietta played by, as you say, Ted, T- Ted, Ted Raimi, Raimi yeah. just a bloated <laughs> floating monster. Yeah. Yeah. The, the trip into the basement is great. Yeah. There's, what's the poster that's on the wall that's the little trip? Uh, that, the, the hills have eyes. The, the hills have eyes. Which, because they had it in, they had it in, um, Evil Dead. 
And the reason they had an Evil Dead was because it was a call out to Wes Craven. Your film is scarier. Ours is scarier than your film. We're doing a scarier movie than yours. And so when Wes Craven did his next film, he put a movie poster for The Evil Dead in it. Now, let's just go with this idea, just of the logic of this uh, world. Yeah. So you've got this kind of very stuffy professor and his wife. Yes. Who are archaeologists. Mm-hmm. Who are such fans of The Hills Have Eyes <laughs> that they bought the poster. Yeah. They went, we love the poster well, so maybe, much. Maybe Annie, when she was the, was the younger, was a big fan of the movie. And put it up downstairs. Possibly. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe you think Annie lived downstairs? I don't think she lived downstairs. But it's they, a root cell. But they do have the film projector. They have the film project. There. They probably yeah. have a copy of it there. Yeah, yeah. It just seems a weird thing for this elderly, uh, not yeah, elderly, yeah. but like a middle-aged archaeology couple to like, you know, you know what? what? We love that. We love... Yeah. And it's the only poster we're going to put up yeah, yeah. in the, the entire the entire place, you know, anything else like Chaplin, Modern once, Times, once again, anything, you know, there are some, new rules in this world. There are no movie rules about archaeology perhaps. You can't you can't explain Just like yeah. these folks yeah. love yeah. The Hills Have Eyes. Just as you can't explain. But you know what? Maybe Henrietta put it up there when she was downstairs. Maybe the dead the a deadite Henrietta put it up. Maybe she's a big fan of The Hills Have Eyes. Like you don't know. She goes out to watch. She watches movies. Maybe she does watch movies yeah, down there. She's got to do something. Yeah, I guess There's so. a film projector down there. Killing a lot of time. Anyway. <laughs> and people. It makes me uh, not want a root cellar, that, that thing. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So then we get it. We get a nice. Big- Most root cellars are outside of the house. Mm. Because uh, Lisa, when she was uh, growing up, when she lived on the farm, they, they had a root cellar. So, but it was outside. It was just like a big dirt pile that was. Anyway, it also seems a weird thing to bury your wife in the root cellar. Like, well, how are you going to get to your stuff now? Yeah. You're not going to want to walk over your wife's grave. I guess it felt disrespectful to throw her outside. But it made more sense to throw her outside. Or maybe he didn't want to go outside because the the deadites were out there. So he just the only way he'd get rid of it was to bury it in the root cellar. Well, that was a problem. <laughs> that backfired. Yeah. How did, uh, how did he die? How did he die? Yeah. We don't know. Oh, so he might still be around. He's, yeah, he might be out in the He woods. might have survived this. I don't think so. I doubt he did. I doubt it too. But it's just weird that there's one body that's remaining that we don't know of. And it's like, yeah. what happened to this guy? He's somewhere out in the woods. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm just saying, they're still making these movies. So. Remember what happened to Ash? I do. Yeah. But he would come back probably and attack everybody. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're going to have a nice fight with Henrietta. It's a floating uh, floating demon. Yeah. Uh, nice battle with the chainsaw. Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, Cutting nice off bits, bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's it's a beautiful fight. It's all good. Uh, so uh, and she just randomly swings around the room. There's obviously absolutely no no sense. There's obviously this. They just started. It started. Ted Raimi swinging on a yeah, and they just filmed it's it. A, it's the it's it's a pinata in hell. <laughs> yes, yes. With lots of gore so and so good. Yeah, it's a great. It, like if if you were going, they didn't really have them back then. But if you had boss battles in video games, she is the boss battle in the video game. Sure, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've been so, building up to this. While uh, while this fight's going on, the woods begin to unleash uh, destruction on the house. Yes, the woods are rebelling. It's like Dunsinane. Yeah, and Annie reveals she only has read the first half of the incantation. Uh, the spirit of the woods just attacking the house as Annie is reading the second half. Yeah, uh, you know, and uh, a giant uh, uh, tree face is at the door. Yeah, uh, r- scary. Sure, it's legit scary. Uh, you know, and she's about to finish reading it. When uh, she is stabbed in the back by Ash's hand. Ash's hand. 
Didn't rem- forget about the hand? You did. You, That's right. You know, As they say is. in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. watch the hands. Okay. They did not watch they the hands. Watch that, the was hand. the, that, was a, that was a big mistake. That was a so problem. She, so she's stabbed in the back with the uh, Kandarian uh, dagger. Yes. Uh, which is a big shock. Like, it is. You think like she's the one yeah. who's going to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she falls to the floor. Uh, and Ash is uh, attacked by the this giant uh, giant head. Uh, he's uh, so terrified that his hair uh, gets a white stripe. I love that. I love it. that so much. Just such a bizarre uh, I wish, thing. I wish they hadn't got rid of it for the second for the third film. Yeah, that is that is too bad. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's being dragged into the mouth of this creature. Uh, it looks like everything's uh, uh, that's the end of this movie, and you could end it there, and that's your horror movie done. Yeah. End it with the sad ending, uh, scary, sad ending. But no, Annie, with her last dying breath, reads the last bit of the incarnate, uh, incantation. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, dies, uh, which instead, like, uh, you think, like, oh, well, there we go. We've beaten this thing. The vortex is opened. Yeah. All the evil spirits are being sucked into it. Everything's yeah. great. Sure. Also, Ash is being sucked into it. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, the, the, it's a Delta 88. What's that? The car. The car, yes. yes. The Delta 88 gets sucked into it. Yes. Uh, trees are being sucked into it. <laughs> yeah. Items for the house are being sucked into it. Yeah. Uh, Ash is holding on for dear life. And to the, uh, there's like a pass through from the kitchen to the, yes. to the living room. Yeah. And he's holding on to it. And of course, uh, faulty, faulty construction. Got to blame it on the builders. The countertop tears, tears up and off he goes. He hits the wall. I guess he's stuck in the doorway for a bit as well. Yeah. Until finally he can't hold on yeah, to that. Yeah, it says something like nothing can stop them or what what else, what can stop them or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And uh, and then gets yeah, sucked into the vortex, and which you would think would be like a vortex to hell. Mm. That would be in your standard horror movies sure. where, sure. where this is all going. Yeah. But wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. All of a sudden, like a Space 1999, uh, not Space 1999, uh, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey kind of thing happens. There's some surreal artsy film just starts. Yeah, that's great. And everything's floating. and Sure. Hopefully you took its acid and that's just when it's kicking in. Right. This also feels like the start to many a uh, Sid and Marty Croft thing. Okay. This is the start to Lidsville where the kid <laughs> falls into the hat. Okay, yeah. Uh, some psychedelic and, stuff happening. And uh, and Ash is falling and, uh, and, uh, and, and singing is in the background. And he lands on the ground. Yeah. Where is he? Well, he's in uh, 1300 AD. Yeah. Surrounded by a group of knights. It sure. almost seems like he's in a Monty Python movie <laughs> who think that he's a deadite. Uh, but one uh, a real deadite shows up and uh, Ash shoots shoots the deadite, yeah. kills it. Yeah. And uh, then everyone, uh, he's hailed as a hero that's come to uh, save them all, yeah. which was mentioned a little earlier on. Yeah. In the, There's uh, a, it's basically a, a rep- repetition of an image in the ne- Necronomicon. Yeah. Of, of a person who looks like Ash with a chainsaw hand. Now, when you, raised in the sky. Now, when you first saw this and you saw uh, them talking about that, did you think that was Ash? No, it seems obvious now, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you ever? It's great bring that this they up? have that there. Yeah, it's great. It's great that it's there. Yeah, there's only a couple of guys in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. Yeah. Who the hell else would it be? Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 at that point, the idea that he traveled back in time yeah. is ridiculous. That sure. has nothing to do with this horror movie you never in the middle of any other horror movie just go oh yeah and a vortex in time opens up and you end up in medieval <laughs> times what no you wouldn't think of that anyway yeah yeah uh so at which point ash breaks down screams in anguish basically yeah. does a, a you know a charlton heston i know yeah damn you damn you all to hell yeah and uh, and that's where the movie ends and yeah. the audience looks at each other going how did that movie end <laughs> what, what was what was that this was a mm. this was a horror movie right like if you 
walked into the theater yeah. uh, in the last five minutes of that movie and just yeah. saw that. They're like, what was it? I'm at, we're in the wrong theater. This, this is not where this is playing I, at all. I saw it in a pretty packed theater. Yeah. And how did it go? Oh, it was great. It was went over like like it was huge. It was just great. It was a great feeling. Uh, That's one of the best ways to watch a movie to me is to see it early on and to watch it with a with a big crowd. Again, I I dislike the downer endings in horror movies uh, just because they feel a little too easy for mm-hmm. me. It's like there's no. It, it basically says there's no point in fighting back against evil because sure. evil will always win. Why? Because yeah. it's just more powerful. Yeah. So in this case, evil sort of loses, but. It ends in a weird there's a, way. There's a price to be paid. There's a price to be paid, but it ends yeah. it ends in such a strange, bizarre, creative way. Mm. Like that's so much more satisfying. Yeah. And opens up the door to your imagination. We're like, well, what happens next? And <laughs> you're just excited and happy, and you yeah. end yeah. with such a positive, you know, vibe. And when you hear later that they're going to make a sequel, then you're like, oh, well, this is great. Yeah. What could have? What can they do? I totally have to. Yeah, I have to. I have to see this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just so uh, so bizarre, and. Um, they did make a sequel, as we were talking about, like yeah. uh, Army Army of Darkness, which mm-hmm. maybe we'll talk about like another time. But then they made another sequel that uh, was a TV series okay. that came yeah. out, yeah. which was uh, Ash versus uh, Evil Dead, yeah, which ran for three seasons because they and they didn't have the rights in that TV series to Army of Darkness, okay. but they did have the rights to Evil Dead, so they casually mentioned that he did travel through time yeah but that's okay because he did travel through time in an evil dead movie yeah but they can't really say anything that happened in the army of darkness movie sure so it was more of uh him uh in uh, modern times he's kind of let himself go yeah he's still uh, working li- at, he's still working at smart yeah living in the past yeah uh and then uh reads from the book to impress a, a lady and uh starts starts all the nonsense all hell again. breaks loose again Ends up going, uh, not too many spoilers on this, but ends up going back to the cabin and trying to stop the uh, events of this movie. Yeah. In that movie, in a Back to the Future 2 style <laughs> uh, series of uh, mishaps, which if you know Ash, uh, it's yeah. not going to go well. It's not going to go well. No. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yes. There's this... Yeah, it's funny that you don't like the that element of horror movies. It doesn't, it doesn't really bother me, to be honest with you. The... To me, it feels like, what's the point then? Like what? What? What are you? It's what more about the journey than the than the. But what are you trying to? Yeah, it means like what? What's the movie trying to say? And it's I trying know to scare that's you. A, it's tr- yeah. It's trying to. That's sca- what it's doing. I mean, that's what it's about. But it's, it, it, if the scare is, you know, that yeah, it was all pointless, then it's just like, eh, it's that's all not the, pointless. That's not the scare. The scare is that the scariness is the is the the inevitable, you know, irrevocable, unstoppable element of evil in the film. Which is you know, which is boring. Which is scary, but it's also no, kind of scary. No, that's not really scary to me. That's just boring. Huh. That's to me. That here's what that is. That to me represents death. Yeah, we all know that we're going to die. Sure. That's this. That's we the, would just prefer not to die in a grisly way. You know, whatever. It's gonna be. It's gonna be <laughs> one way or another. I understand. Yeah. But the inevitableness of uh, of death. Yeah. Yes, that's that's a thing. Sure. But if you if you set up a series of rules and then you fight against a thing. And then by those rules, and and by you know your journey, yeah, you uh, you 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 defeat the thing. Then having, but it didn't matter; those rules were were bullshit. Yeah, uh, it, it was all going to happen anyway. Sure. That to me is just like, man, eh, that's a freaking that's a snore. You know, it's know, like what's that, it what's it all matter? What's the then, the I, thing? then I then I wouldn't love the thing as much as I do, you know. And I feel like you know, it's I like the fact that it ends, and you don't know who the thing is. You know, one of them is the thing, but who? 
Right. So I, I think that's different. I mean, it's still because there was never because there there are no points there's of, no win there's no win there though. Once again, it kind of ends on a draw. Here's what it would be to me is if 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 you went through the whole you know the movie the thing yeah and you're 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 okay here's the thing it's like here's the, the thing <laughs> yeah here's the thing about the thing if you went through the movie Alien yeah and Ripley uh, you know survives to the end yeah and she beats the alien yeah and then she turns around and there's seventy five more aliens in front of her. Yeah, that too, would too yeah, bad. Yeah. She dies. Sure. The end. No, you couldn't have done anything. Yeah, space. Yeah. yeah, but this is the problem to me with mm-hmm. with like a, an Alien Three, and we're going to spoil a little bit of Alien Three. Start starting is like she spends all of Alien Two protecting Newt. Yeah, and then Newt gets killed in between the two movies, and you're like, yeah, you could never protect Newt. Yeah, yeah. And they've done that a bit with the Terminator movies. It's like. Linda Hamilton spends all this time protecting your son. Oh, but no, it doesn't matter because yeah, no matter yeah. what you do, it wouldn't have mattered. And and there you go. Yeah, it's like, well, what's snore. the snore? <laughs> yeah, well, who, who cares? What's the point of the battle? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it can have. There can be an element as as you know, one of your favorite movies or not favorite movies, but what movie you like, uh, The Ring. Yes, you know, there's a there's another element we didn't think of that's there, and that felt that feels fair to me. Mm. That. It's yeah. like you thought it's, you knew you, everything. You earned it. But there's an extra element yeah. to it that you didn't quite get. That's right. Whereas if the whole thing was like, eh, you know, <laughs> the, the deck was so stacked against you, there was no point. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but no, you have a point. You have a point. There should be, to me, it's more about does the movie, does, does the movie earn its ending? And some movies don't. Some movies just feel like callously thrown in just to kind of be a, a, almost like an F you to the audience. Kind of like, uh, you didn't see that coming, did you? Well, no, because you in no way did you indicate that this might possibly be an ending you just sort of threw it in at the end of the movie just yeah to this say, is the problem with the jason or what have you yeah like, i don't like those sort of movies well so, yeah. i know again it's a it's a snooze you you're <laughs> yeah, just dependent on you know how how interesting the deaths are yeah but yeah. you know at the end where he's dead he's not dead mm, which yeah. is why i forget the one was it something the final chapter or whatever i really like that everyone had smartened up by that point and that it started with uh, you know, uh, it seemed like all the all the normal Jason stuff was going on. You know, there's a couple having sex or something. It's almost having a shower, and the woman who's having the shower is chased to the woods, and Jason's coming after. Her. Yeah, and then she jumps over his head. She's like an athlete and jumps over his head, and then you see like the entire army is there, and they just shoot the hell out of him. And then <laughs> uh, an ICBM missile just comes through the woods <laughs> and just hits him and just blows him to pieces. Yeah. and like sensible <laughs> thank you there you are great until the next movie well the thing yeah they found a they found a way around it and they actually made a bit of a different movie out of it but yeah it's uh yeah well, yeah yeah <laughs> yes as someone who loves horror movies i'm i'm okay with a certain amount of i'm okay with a certain amount of um the kind of grim uh element to them mm-hmm yeah, no, and everything doesn't have to have a happy ending, and everyone yeah. doesn't have to, you know, win. Sunshine uh, and lollipops and rainbows <laughs> every day. Um, but I think this this movie we were we were before this looking at a, a a version of the Evil Dead that was on the Commodore sixty four. Yes, and this is the kind of movie that has spawned many a video game. It's a very, it's, well, it's because it's just a beloved fan movie. Like it's a movie that, and it seems like a fun thing to be a guy with a chainsaw yeah. and a gun. Yeah, it's like that feels that feels fun to go. That's almost Ghostbustery. Yeah, and that you get to you get to beat these monsters, and it, it seems like it would almost be a fair fight. Sure, and I think you know, like I was saying, I saw it on a pretty packed night, but I feel like that was the audience. I don't know if it did that well in the theater. I think it did okay. It did, you know, I did pretty. Well, I shouldn't say that. I think it did pretty well. 
I think it did pretty well, actually. It's a, you know, it's a movie that, but it's still a kind of a weird movie in the sense that it does feel like a cult film. You know, like when you talk to someone about Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2, you really do feel like you're, you're like talking about something that not everyone has ever seen before, even though it's fairly popular. Mm-hmm. It has a place in the, in the, in our kind of pop culture. It just feels like sort of an unknown quantity, but it's a movie that, you know, like you could show to, in not, I wouldn't show it to my mom, obviously, but I mean, you could show it to anyone of your, age group or, or younger it to friends and all my kids have seen it all people some people one yeah. of my favorite memories is showing it to a friend of mine my friend uh, drew and he was yeah. watching it and i don't consider it the scariest movie in the world but he no. was getting scared by okay it. okay and then as he's watching it and we had the lights down low sure. uh my cat walked up behind him and just uh, gingerly put their <laughs> paw on his shoulder with the claw outstretch, yeah, yeah, outstretch yeah. and he jumped a mile it was like, so so beautiful yeah, no, I've, my nephews have seen it. My daughters have watched it. Um, all, all of, all of the Evil Dead films. Because, yeah, to me, it's, you know, it's one of my touchstone films or, you know, series of films. And I just, I think, you know, and I like, like them all for what they are. I think the first one is like a great, scary, scary film. It's very, very atmospheric and effective. And it's the kind of horror that I like, which is atmosphere. And then the second one is just a hilarious gore fest, just a laugh riot. And the third one is just, once again, a kooky, kind of combinated it'd be kind of fun to throw talk about back to movies you'd yeah throw back to TV, like the yeah. your million dollar movies you'd watch in the afternoon the seventh voyage of sinbad and things and my only problem with army darkness is that there is no perfect version of it like if what, you, how do you mean there's, there's three different edits to the film and each one has good scenes in it that aren't in the other ones and have different endings as well no there's only one ending there is an alternate ending but that was never shown as, okay. a, a, as a cut but um so there's only that one ending but it's just like there's different elements, like the like the windmill scene is slightly different different edit. So some of the jokes and gags are in one that aren't in the other, mm-hmm. and one version has the good bad on the guy with a gun, but other versions don't. And you're like, how could you leave that out of a cut? This doesn't make any sense. So yeah, it's 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 um kind of interesting that film. It needs to it needs to be edited by someone who isn't Sam Raimi, but who has a sense of humor and is able to kind of work out where the jokes are and just keep them all in the movie. Don't leave any out. Put them all in. All in. Did you uh, Did you see the Ash vs. the Evil Dead series at all? I saw the first two seasons and I kind of got tired of it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't make it really through the third one either. I thought the I thought the first season was uh, quite good. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first season. Yeah, especially the very first episode mm-hmm. when like Which oh they got it. Sam Raimi directed it. Yeah, so yeah, they they get it. Yeah, and and the thing for the longest time, you know, Bruce Campbell would go, no one wants to see like an Ash that's this old yeah. doing this stuff, and like nope, yeah they do. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. all fine. Yeah. Did you see the remake of Evil Dead? I have. I did. That. Yeah, I did. And how did that? Uh, it's more. It's more in line with the first one. It's good. It's scary. It's well directed. The actors are really good, um, but it kind of it kind of lacks the um, the fun, the kind of homemade fun of the first one, where you can kind of see where you know they're not it's not a professional thing because the the lack of professionalism is what kind of gives it a scary feeling. It's kind of like the roller coaster here in Vancouver at the P and E. Like to me, that roller coaster is scarier than any other roller coaster I've been on, and I've been on a number of roller coasters. Okay, but most roller coasters you go on, you have like a thing that goes over your head. And comes down over your hugs chest you and hugs you into the seat. And so even though you're flipping around and going in and out and going fast and slow and go, and shooting off at a, at like a rocket or whatever the, the ride is doing, you're always sort of comfortably nestled into your seat. Whereas the roller coaster we have here is this roller coaster was built in the 40s, 50s. 
and it's old and wooden and rickety looking. And it looks like it's something's going to fall off of it as you're like clicky clacking up this thing. And all that's holding you into it is a bar across your lap. Yes. That's all. And even the bar isn't even quite pressing tight against your lap. No, you can really wiggle that. You can wiggle the bar around. (laughs) And once you start, and when you get get clickety clacking and you get up to the top of that hill and then you start coming down and then you head down, you know, you race down and your body's flung around and I'm a tall person. So I'm like, my knees are smashing into the front of the car and I'm being thrown sideways and, and, but it's a laugh riot because it's great. It feels risky. It feels, you just, it feels, scary because it doesn't it's not doesn't feel predictable it feels like it was built in oldie times when yeah. people didn't care about human life and i feel that way about the evil dead like the first film is scary because it's not predictable like you say there are no rules for the deadites we don't know what the rules of these creatures are they're not zombie rules they're not vampire rules they're whatever rules that were filmmakers wanted to apply in order to create a scary film and so it is a scary film it's very effective whereas the the, the new the remake is also scary but it's you know it's uh Little, it's very slick, so it doesn't feel quite as rough and, and handmade like the first one does, and the second one too. They both feel like they all feel like kind of like handmade movies. Actually, they have that they element do, to them. Yeah, and there's a real joy in all of them mm-hmm, too. for sure. Yeah, there's obviously yeah a real sense of, of fun. Even though you know, if you read if if Chins could kill uh, Bruce Campbell's uh, biography, if you read his 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 uh, description of making these movies, you get a real sense of how a how much fun it was, but also just what a you know, uh, threadbare, you know, by the skin of their teeth productions they were as well. They just like, you know, they just had to like fake it till they made it. And they, and they all did. I mean, you know, Sam Raimi's made lots of great movies as well. And Bruce Campbell, like I say, I don't think he ever fulfilled, you know, maybe Ash is like the ideal role for an actor like him. That's a mix of, of drama and comedy and physical humor and there's just not that many roles like that, I guess. Yeah, but he's been a he's been a consistent working uh, yeah, actor. Yeah, you're right. He's been a working actor, and, I, and I, but and I just he mean used in terms to be the of the guy that you would always put like in the front of a movie like Congo to get killed. Sure, and then like move on with your yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like he's in Congo because the director of Congo was a fan of Evil Dead. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, um, he just you know like if you look at his career, especially after like the time of Evil Dead, he's in like you know Maniac Cop or. He's in Destination Moon or something like that, where they're just kind of like cheap, low-budget movies. How many movies. seasons was uh, Briscoe County? One. Is it just one? Yeah. That's too bad. It, yeah, it is too bad, because it was... It just, you know, I can see why it was only one, because it was one of those sort of shows where they didn't quite... They had like an overarching story, but they could never quite get a grip to the... Like having an ep- episodic yeah, element to it. Yeah, seeing him uh, as a cowboy reminded me a lot of James Garner mm, as a cowboy. Sure, yeah. It's that kind yeah. of... Sense of humor. They should, yeah, they should have had a little bit more of that too, as well. I have a bit like more a, of the con like a man tough element. guy, but a tough guy who would get scared or would yeah. get hurt yeah. uh, of things. It was yeah. a real person, yeah. Yeah, who, it wasn't a, a John Wayne yeah. uh, made of stone. Yeah, had a sense of, uh, there's a sense of risk to what he did. No, it's a good show. And I used to like to watch it with my wife because she would go, oh, that's a different horse. Oh, oh there's the original <laughs> horse back. Well, this is, it was supposed to be the same horse. It was Comet, his horse Comet. But so we would recommend this and it's probably on YouTube. So go yeah, check I'm out sure Briscoe it was. County. You can see Briscoe County watch with this horse episode, Comet. Watch the first episode, see what you think. Uh, and uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, at least now, I think is on uh, Netflix. The first two seasons, at least. Okay. I'm not sure if the third season is on. Imagine I'll show up there eventually. Which is as far as uh, Dave got. <laughs> I ended up watching the very last episode, and again, I'm not going to say what happens in the last episode, okay. but I thought it wrapped things up uh, mm. quite well for the character. Now there's talk of another Evil Dead movie. Will uh, Bruce Campbell be in it or not? A cameo or what have you? Sure. Who knows? But it looks like they're going to do that. Yeah. So, he was a producer on the uh, the remake as well. Yeah. He'll uh, he'll he'll get his uh, chunk of change yep. out of it, which is uh, which is good. Sure. 
And if uh, I'm just going to recommend a couple of uh, things if you're a fan of the uh, the movie and you're like, I want to like play it in video game form. Well, <laughs> I'd say like uh, Evil Dead Hail to the King. That was a game for the PlayStation and Dreamcast. Old-timey game. I'd recommend that. Most of the other games that have come out, not as good. Uh, and if you want to read uh, comic books about uh, Evil Dead, uh, there have been some okay ones from like Dynamite. But the one I would recommend is... Uh, Ash versus Freddy versus Jason. Oh, okay. Which sounds like it would be terrible. Yeah. But it uh, it's a sequel to uh, Freddy versus Jason the movie. Okay. And uh, Ash uh, mistakes some Jason killings as Deadite killings. Okay. And uh, and Freddy is trying to get the Necronomicon uh, to kind of bring him back to life. I see. And so it's possessing Jason at the time because at the end of that movie, yeah. he was kind of part of Jason. So uh, they all uh, end up getting into some shenanigans, and they pull it off. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty good. Sounds good. There's yes. also. Um, uh, Army of Darkness versus Marvel Zombies, which is a weird, fun uh, comic where the it's a, in a world where all the Marvel characters have become zombies okay. for the most part. Sure. And Ash shows up and has to basically, you know, fight Zombie Hulk and, and Zombie Spider Man. So <laughs> if that's something that sounds fun to you, eh, it's it, they do it as well as you could do that kind of thing. <laughs> and yeah, again, I'd recommend uh, the Ash versus Evil Dead at least first season. Sure. Yeah. And I would recommend the novelization of The Evil Dead by Ellen Dean Foster. Is that it? No, I'm joking. Oh, very good. I would also recommend that you uh, buy all the versions of uh, Evil Dead 2, much like I have. And, uh, <laughs> do I have the little uh, Necronomicon? Uh, yes, I do. Oh, the rubbery one? Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah. I don't have that one. And I would also recommend sitting across from Bruce Campbell at Comic-Cons. He seems like a nice fellow, though I've never talked to him. Uh, I'm too nervous to do so. Hopefully, mm. uh, I would be able to talk to him uh, doing shooting of something at some point. In the future, that yeah. would be boy where I would feel comfortable talking to. Okay, him. okay. But he seems like a good guy, and I, I like him on nice. Instagram yeah. as well. He uh, he posts just interesting pictures of nature. He's he's a guy who seems to have his act together and has a good balance between work and life, mm. and uh, and a good sense of humor and knows who he is. Yeah. So yeah. good on him. Good for him. I I like him a lot as an actor, and and I would if I I mentioned it, but I would, if I I'll recommend one more horror film that he's in, and that's Bubba Hotep. Sure. Which was directed by. The guy who directed Phantasm, the crazy Phantasm movies. That's with a flying ball that like lands in your head. That's right. Okay. And with, with the uh, Thin Man or the Narrow Man, whatever he's called. And um, I can't remember the guy's name now. I'm sorry. I can't remember, but he wrote and directed a film where um, Bruce Campbell plays a plays Elvis, yes. who is living in a retirement home, an aged Elvis who's living in a retirement home, uh, who has to fight a mummy. And it's a very good film. And I I think that's well worth watching as well. So, so there you go, that. everyone. That's our recommendations this week because we do that every week, right? <laughs> All right. Well, well, this is a weird one because like normally we do a movie that just came out. Yeah. So it's hard to go like – and the follow-up, of course, to this movie yeah. would be – well, of course, there's no follow-up yeah. to Motherless Brooklyn. Sure. Uh, you know, but uh, there, there there has been a lot of time that's passed uh, in this. Yeah. And uh, I'm sort of to blame – I'm sort of blame for why – partly because I didn't want to see any of the movies that were out out this week i didn't wasn't interested in sonic the hedgehog and i think i don't know if there's much else that came out that uh there's nothing really caught caught my eye anyway so i'm just waiting for something good to open sure. for us to watch and, and uh let me uh let me also uh take this time to uh, sure. wish you a slightly belated happy birthday oh thank you very much thank yeah. you yes i have you know turned... if you go to the movies on your uh birthday week they will uh give you a free movie on a thursday oh is that right here in uh, vancouver ah, yeah well we we do we usually do the podcast on a thursday so but i did get to see a free movie but we'll talk about that in sneaky dragon so everyone 
If you'd like to contact us to write in and tell us that you saw Evil Dead 2 and you think it's great, you may do it like this. We post a show on SneakyDragon.com. If you go to that website, you will find the show there and underneath it, a place to leave comments. We'd love to read your comments. If you would like to contact us by, say, email, you could write to us at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. That will arrive in our inbox and we will read it with great joy. You can find us on Facebook at SneakyDragon and you can also follow us on, on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. We are also contactable there. So... Thank you for listening to the show this week. Hopefully, in two weeks, we'll be back with a new movie if uh, Fussy Dave can find a film that he wants to watch. And uh, we look forward to um, you listening to us then. That's weird. That doesn't sound like a way we should end no, the show. No, that isn't. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, meet you, we'll, we'll meet you behind the screen. No, that doesn't work. That doesn't sound good. We'll be waiting with our popcorn. No, that sounds bad, too. <laughs> Hold it. Uh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see you in hell.